This morning on the third hour of today, bracing for Idalia. The hurricane is gaining strength in the Gulf, barreling towards Florida, putting millions on alert and on edge. I'm just afraid that our luck is going to run out. We're going to show you the latest track and go live to the Gulf Coast. Plus, the grisly details. A major trap set inside Yellowstone National Park. There's some data that scientists can only get when they get up close and personal with a grizzly bear. What they hope to learn. Then later, a living legend in Studio 1A, Mr. Las Vegas himself, Wayne Newton. He's sharing memories from his iconic career and making a big announcement. Danke schön. Today, Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Al and Dylan. Jacob is here this morning in for Craig. Good morning to all of you guys. Morning. morning. Welcome back from Europe. Thanks. Literally was just at home. My brother came to visit and it was like... He lives in Oregon, so we don't get to see each other much. But when we do, it's like we've never been apart. That's oh, awesome. That's yeah. Glad you had by the time. Glad you're back, and you came back at a busy time. Oh, yeah. a busy week, frankly, for the climate unit because we're all tracking Hurricane Adalia. That's right. Uh, the storm is churning in the Gulf, where it could become a ca- Category Three storm. Right now, it's Category One, but it is starting to intensify. 80 mile per hour winds. It's moving north at 14. Hurricane watches and warnings along the Gulf Coast. Some areas already under evacuation orders. We're going to take a look. At the storm's path in a moment. But first, let's begin with NBC's Priscilla Thompson, who's live in Cedar Key, Florida. So, Priscilla, good morning. Folks taking uh, precautions, we got to imagine. Yeah, Al, good morning. Folks right now are racing against the clock to get those storm preps done. You see those folks down there continuing to cut those boards, getting these buildings and businesses along this waterfront boarded up. And this is a moving truck. Folks are taking everything that they can out of their businesses in order to prepare for this storm. Already, the governor has declared a state of emergency. You see Caroline there going back in to get what she can and continuing to moving stuff out. She tells me that she's trying to get out by noon today ahead of that 4 p.m. deadline for the mandatory evacuation here. And already the governor has declared a state of emergency in 46 counties here, including this one here in Cedar Key. They're expecting up to a 12 foot storm surge. And again, all of these businesses are right along the river. We're talking about 115 mile per hour winds. People are very concerned. I spoke to one woman as she was walking into her business and quite emotional as she said, this is the first time that they've ever had to start moving things from the floor. And so folks very concerned, trying to prepare and get out of here as quickly as possible ahead of that 4 p.m. deadline to for that mandatory evacuation. And we know the governor is expected to brief any moment now and provide updates on what exactly is happening with this hurricane and what folks should be doing to prepare. But the message really is to act today, to act now. Do not wait to get out because it could be a very bad one guys. All right, Priscilla, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Let's show you the the path right now. This is going to be a fast mover. That's a good thing because it won't just linger. So we're going to be looking at hurricane force and tropical force winds coming on. Heavy rain. It makes landfall sometime tomorrow morning around 7, 10 o'clock. The the impact zone is well away from the cone as well. 300 miles along the coast, then it'll continue on into the Carolinas and up and away 
quickly, but we do have the storm surge. We got to worry about up to 12 feet of storm surge, upwards of 12 inches of rain in the Florida panhandle. Uh, and we are talking about the risk of tornadoes stretching all the way from uh, Sarasota all the way up into the southeast, into parts of the Carolinas as well. So could be a powerful one. Priscilla's live shot really put it into her perspective for me because you think of all of these people, there's this spirit of like anticipation mm-hmm. or yeah. this energy where you just kind of don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's just in the harbor. You have to take those. You just have to yep. do it. Hopefully nothing that yeah. I know. It's better to be safe than sorry. Exactly. Be careful down there, everybody. All right. Well, now to a big project underway in Yellowstone National Park. Scientists are trying to study and protect the grizzly bear population. And the only way to do it is to catch them. Let's go out to NBC's Haley Hartung. Kaylee Hartung. Uh, she's in a, a, I'm just about to say, you're in Los Angeles with more. Can I talk this morning? Hey, Kaylee. Yeah, she is. <laughs> hey, Kaylee. Hey, guys. Kaylee Hartung here in Los Angeles to tell you that this team of scientists say this is all being done humanely. But yeah, giant traps are now being set in the country's oldest national park, for grizzly bears. So if you are among the hundreds of thousands of visitors to Yellowstone in the next couple of months, beware. There will be some areas of the park closed for this important study. This morning in Yellowstone National Park, biologists are baiting grizzly bears in the name of science. The U.S. Geological Survey and the National Park Service are running the two-month survey to capture and monitor the large creatures under the Endangered Species Act. There's some data that scientists can only get when they get up close and personal with a grizzly bear. Grizzly bears became protected as a threatened species in 1975, when they were almost wiped out. As of 2021, it's estimated about a thousand remain in Greater Yellowstone. Wildlife experts say this monitoring is critical to the species' ongoing recovery. If we find grizzly bears that aren't doing so well, that means that probably several things in the ecosystem are really off balance and the ecosystem needs some improvement. On the flip side, finding healthy bears, especially young bears, mothers of um, breeding age, that kind of thing, suggests that the population is doing great. And so all this information, whether it's good or bad, can help biologists give recommendations for conservation. Large cage-like traps will be set with natural food sources like deer and elk to lure the bears inside. Then biologists will collect various data points like age, gender, and DNA to gauge the overall health of the grizzly bear population. Yellowstone will shut down areas of the park where field captures are underway, with bright warning signs alerting the public to stay away for their safety and the safety of the bears. Humans have long had a fascination and sometimes healthy fear of grizzly bears. Last month on a hiking trail just west of Yellowstone, 48-year-old Amy Adamson was killed by a grizzly bear. Experts believe she was attacked after crossing paths with a mother and her cubs. And just weeks ago, this video of a crowd of tourists in Yellowstone surrounding a group of bears to take photos, raising concern. Experts say tragic incidents and close calls like these are just a reminder to stay at least 100 yards away from wild animals. Yellowstone is the oldest national park in the U.S. Nearly a million people visited in July alone. Some credit the increased popularity and visibility of the park to the hit TV show Yellowstone. The national park and its wildlife are heavily featured. The best way to take care of the environment is to respect the environment. And that means all creatures that live within it. No matter what the wild animal is, give it the space it needs. And that is a really good part of being a good environmentalist is respecting wildlife. These scientists are hoping to study as many bears as they can, but they say it's hard to put a number on how many they expect to catch. Experts say they could gather quite a bit of helpful data from even just one bear. 
Guys, look at this. Kaylee. Thank you, Kaylee. <laughs> Maximum respect to the person who goes and actually approaches oh, the grizzly bear yeah. to capture I the grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, well, now to a story that certainly grabbed our attention this morning. How would you like to pay for some peace and quiet on a flight? All right. Well, a Turkish airline, Corindin, it's testing out an adults-only section. According to a press release, it will be in the front of the plane and only available to people 16 and older. The seats cost about $50 more each way, or you can pay even more for extra-large seats in that adult-only section. It's like the quiet car. Yeah, but I I almost feel like it's the old days with the smoking and non-smoking section, like right next to each other. Right. You're still going to. Yeah. Because you pay extra and then there's a kid two rows behind you. Yeah. Are you a quiet car guy on the train? No. And and I, I, listen, uh, people and families traveling, part of travel. So suck it it up. It's not that big a deal. Um, Actually, speaking of flying, there's Uh another really cool story. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen. Journey. If it could tell oh my the story. Gosh. So I'm like trying to piece through its story by looking at all these tags. Where wow. I mean, JFK, Amsterdam, Catania, back to Zurich. <laughs> Look at this. I don't know how it got I there. I love that you brought it in. Over to Palermo, back oh to God. Zurich, and it landed in JFK on August 27th. Wow. Oh, like wow. two days ago. Have you opened it yet? I get a random email. Yeah. Like, I, I stopped thinking about it. I released it. Craig yeah. texted me. He said, release. You have to release this. Like, <laughs> let it go. And I get this random email from Delta saying your baggage is in storage <laughs> at Terminal 4 at JFK. Come pick it up. I happen to be driving. They made you to go I didn't get, get it? it. But I happen to be driving my brother to the airport this morning oh, to so drop him off out. for his flight. So I stopped off at the storage. They let me walk around. If you're missing a bag... The storage area at the JFK <laughs> terminal is packed wow. So, like, call Delta and find out if your bag might be there if you've traveled at all through JFK. You know what? Amazing. I, I, I'm a little disappointed, actually. Why? Because we're not going to hear about you complain about this anymore. <laughs> I'll find some. She'll find something about You know what? Don't, don't you worry. Don't give up, kids. Dylan Dreyer did <laughs> oh, not give up. Wow. There Five weeks later. I have. And now she has the same uh, away bag it. everybody else yeah. has. <laughs> Boy, I bet that, I'm going to keep it right here. That I'm Italian cheese go. is smelling really good right now. Oh, oh that's not no, cheese. No, it never made anyway. it. Anyway, letting it go. <laughs> Still ahead, our consumer confidential. We got Stephanie Rule here showing us how to embrace and navigate new technology at any age. And then later, a music icon live in studio. The one, the only, Wayne Newton. That's right. We will pause for you to say, Dankeschön. (laughs) Third hour today, I'll be right back. I love it. are back with our consumer confidential and these days you know you need a phone just to order lunch for gosh sake and everything (laughs) it can be really tough for folks especially the older generation we got stephanie rule here to help us with that and steph listen uh i guess they they're saying like 61 percent 
of Americans who are 65 or older don't have a smartphone. Al, I wanted to come and talk about this Good, today because it's so important. I experienced it myself this summer. Al mm-hmm. knows, uh, many of you know my mom. Sure. And this summer I was sitting and, you know, I could feel how stressed she was. And one day she's sitting in the kitchen and totally overwhelmed with her bills. And you know why? Because if you are not tech savvy right. and we are living in an online world, mm-hmm. you are you feel like you're a stranger yeah. in your own home. Yeah. It's isolating. It's, it's like overwhelming. That, that insurance commercial. Here, I'll just put that on my phone. You know, uh, <laughs> pick up dad at airport. So 100 percent. How, how do you have this conversation with either your parents or your grandparents without making them feel bad and, and, and you know, really making them feel illiterate? It's hard, but that's exactly it. They feel illiterate. They feel old. They feel isolated. So first things first, you got to build trust, right? At a good, calm time, you need to talk to them about the troubles they're having, about the struggles and say, how are we going to start to solve this? And not say, look, I got you a laptop. I'm going to fill this out for you. You're all set. Say to them, what are your biggest challenges, right? Is it you can't book a flight? Right. Is it, you know, you're having a hard time buying things because sure. when you go to a store, everything is online, online, or there's no customer service person. Mm-hmm. Find out what their biggest issues are mm-hmm. and say, we're going to start to solve these together. And yeah, so that they know they have agency and know what they're doing. That is so important. But this couldn't be more important. Have this conversation at a calm time. Of course, I never do that. Right? <laughs> I'm having it when my mom is totally exasperated, uh-huh. trying to scream at somebody on the phone saying, you know, who is it and what's your name? And I spoke to at a calm time, say, mm-hmm. this is the world we're living in. Let's try to address this together. Great it's idea. so important. Yeah. There are some people who still aren't online. I have plenty of family members in Kansas who aren't. Um, let's talk about how, you know, where, where we're, how to guide them, I guess, on making it happen. Okay. First things first, let's focus on safety. Okay. Right. A lot of people don't have a cell phone, do not have a laptop and we want to get it there. Let's make it accessible. Mm. Make sure if it's our mom and dad, we're giving face ID. They have a password they're going to remember. Make sure that font is a size that they can see. And once you have that phone set up, do not be subscribing to all sorts of things, right? Yeah. We, we don't want them subscribing. We want to delete apps. We want to figure out what are the things they just need simple. most and just keep it simple. Okay. And you might want to go, they have phones for senior citizens mm-hmm. that just have less functionality and just things they need. And the last thing, look for free resources. All sorts of libraries actually mm-hmm. offer courses through the AARP saying, you're a senior, you're living in a new tech world. Good. What are ways we can get you through this? That's good. What about all these other smart devices that we have? Because you have your home thermostat, you've got your, I mean, sure. everything, your, your doorbell camera. I mean, there there's so many, we, I can't count really. Frankly. Okay, but some of them are actually great for seniors. Right. And you thought, oh, I'm going to go live in a smart home. There's a lot of safe ways where that could be great. Think about voice commands. Right. I can barely watch television in my house unless my children come. Right. I'm on the phone with my son. HDMI. What? How about if you live in an area that has voice commands? Right. I can hear my mother in the other room. Turn a classic movie, right? That's hugely helpful. All right. Okay. And this one you want to be really careful with, monitor them, but mindfully, right? It might be a ring doorbell. It might be surveillance cameras. You might want to have a surveillance camera at the bottom of your stairs that has a voice command, but you want to talk to them about that, right? You don't want to pull a move like my husband does on my teenage son and just have cameras right <laughs> oh, next to the home goodness. bar. Yes, but my son, my son looks straight at us as he reaches, hey, as, he, as he reaches for a white claw. Yes, <laughs> looks right into the camera. Talk to them about it. But, you know, many, many seniors want to continue living independently. Sure. And if you add some elements of a smart home, it might extend their ability to do that. All right. Good idea.
So we've talked a lot about seniors. I try to keep my kids off the phone, but there comes a point where they actually need to learn this technology. But how young is too young? Okay. The number one thing is to model good behavior. This is the key of you, not the do as I say, not do as I do. You can't say to your kids, social media is terrible, horrible for you as you're scrolling through doing a TikTok dance. You actually have to model that good behavior. Yes. The years. Experts say 10 to 14 years. That is not a hard and fast rule. However, when you give your kid a phone, this isn't like turning 21 and now they're going to hit the bars. Just because you have given them a phone or a tablet mean, doesn't mean they're just going to let it rip. This is the Wild West. Explain why you need to have rules, right? Put guardrails on it and actually set ground rules. Make them sign a contract. You're only going to use X or Y app or you're going to put time limits on it. You have to really set these boundaries because it's a dangerous and complicated world, but it's one that we live in and we've got to adapt to it slowly. It's very good advice. Yeah, very good the full stuff. spectrum there. Stephanie, That's good. Thank you. Thank you. How about your suitcase? Oh, hey! Coming up from the bright lights of Las Vegas to the bright lights of Studio 1A, the one, the only Mr. Wayne Newton here, live talking about his career and making a big announcement when the third hour of today comes right back in just 60 seconds. Uh, Wayne Newton, <laughs> and we are thankful to have the living legend right here in Studio 1A. I'll say that again. He has been a Las Vegas staple since he was 15 years old. He started out performing with his brother before befriending other legends like the Rat Pack and Elvis Presley. He has released dozens of albums and appeared in television and on the silver screen. And not to mention performing more than 50 Thousand. That's the number I was just looking at, by the way. Shows in Las Vegas alone for more than 40 million people. It is such an honor to have you here at Studio 1A. Thank you for coming in this morning. I am so honored to be here and to hear all these things that this guy is supposedly (laughs) doing. You know, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, it took my breath away. I paused for a second because I thought, think of what we've all been doing since we were 15 years old. And then I'm looking at the fact that this was your, this is your 64th year. Wow. there 50,000 shows what is it about <laughs> Vegas that you love and maybe a favorite memory okay what do I love about Vegas what Vegas the people who live there mm-hmm. people who live there happen to be some of the nicest people mm-hmm. in the world because they have been raised on service so they are gentlemen and ladies mm-hmm. and they're they're just wonderful and if they can help out in any way they do mm-hmm. they took me in at 15 years old mm-hmm. and uh and gave me a home and and i've been there ever since so that's looking the at thing. you know pictures yeah. of sammy davis jr the rat pack do you have any i'm probably hard to have a favorite memory well, my favorite memory happened not too long ago. I was asked to be one of the acts to open up the T-Mobile Arena, oh, which was, had just been built. And um, so they asked me if I would do that, and I was thrilled to have been asked and, and did. And I thought, okay, now what kind of show do I do? Mm-hmm. Right? I decided to do a tribute to all those people who made Las Vegas oh, what it is in terms of performers, you know, mm-hmm. Frank and Dean and Sam and and Bobby Darren and on and on yeah. and on. That's amazing. And I started and did that with songs from each of those people. Wow. They were all and, friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the last song, I closed it with My Way. Oh, oh Frank. And while I was singing, 
everybody in that audience turned on their f- oh, light wow. on their phone. That must have been And the see. lighting guy turned out the lights. Oh, my gosh. And I realized I was crying when well, it was over. And now you've got a, a big announcement uh, that you hear something to extend that Vegas legacy of yours. We are uh, releasing our dates for this year at the Flamingo Hotel, Yay. signing another uh, year with the Caesars Palace people, and I've been with them uh, for a number of years, and I love them dearly. What's that residency going to be like? What, what, what are you doing to prepare for that? Well, the residency is really what I've been doing my whole life in Vegas, mm-hmm. is just staying there. I, I live there, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, why leave... Uh, because I have to get a job somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to do that? And who wants to do that? You, you and Kathleen are celebrating 30 years uh, uh, coming up 30 next years year. coming what, up. Uh, what are you going to do special? Uh, I, I hope she'll talk to me by then. <laughs> and, and I can find out how he found that information. <laughs> oh, look who it is. Hey, yeah, hello, Kathleen. Is. How are you? What, is, what, what, what do you love about this guy? Everything. There you go. Oh, well, let's karaoke. Let's come on. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, Wayne, really quickly. How did how did how has Vegas changed over the years? Oh, my goodness. About every 10 years, it's gone through an evolution. It, it, it started with star policy and then came the magic acts with the white tigers and then came the the impressionist and then came. Star policy again, but so, all along it's been Wayne Newton, Wayne Newton baby. Oh yeah, well, thank you I so just much. wouldn't leave, so that's how I got the name. <laughs> thank thank, you. thank, you, so thank you so much, Wayne. Thank up you. close and personal at the Flamingo Las Vegas, and you can catch his U.S. tour happening. Busy now. man. Thank all right, you so much. Coming up, we've got a home decorating personality quiz: how to figure out if you're the life of the party or the minimalist, and find the decor that matches your mood. Mm-hmm. And speaking of parties, if you're planning a Labor Day cookout, we've got a sweet spin on barbecue chicken that the whole family is going to go clucks for. Third hour of the day, I'll be right back. <laughs> See We all want to fast forward to the bar cart that you see on your screen right now. But first, we are back with a lesson in home decorating. It can be a challenge. Is it too bright? Is it too cluttered? What do you do with all the souvenirs? The answers could lie in your decor personality. And here to tell us more, RealSimple.com's Associate Editorial Director, Katie Holderfer. Katie, good morning. Good morning. So before we get into all these personalities, how do you know what your personality is? And can you can you be more than one personality? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so I always say that the first rule of home decorating is that there are no rules. So we're going to walk through four home decor personalities today. And if one of them resonates with you, go for it. That's your home decor personality. And if you want to do a mix of two of them, Hmm. go right ahead. All right. So let's start with the minimalist. we got the minimalist here. Let's take a look. Okay. So the minimalist is someone who loves organization and cannot stand clutter. They like to keep things simple because they really want to focus on what matters. And so they're always trying to get, reduce distractions in their life and also in their home. Tries to keep things simple, I guess, also? Absolutely. So what we would recommend for the minimalist is to always 
balance form and function. So you can do that by investing in some stylish organizers that also double as decor, like some bowls or some trays, baskets that are made out of a variety of materials like rattan or wood. And then in your kitchen, you can use a big bowl like we have here, and you can stash all of that mail. Throw your mail in it or on the floor if you want to do that too. (laughs) Exactly. Everything that collects on your kitchen countertop, you can just throw it in there. And then if you can have a bowl in your entryway where you can store your keys and your headphones and your sunglasses, everything that you grab when you're Mm. heading out the door, that goes in there. And then in the bathroom, similarly, everything like your claw clips and your toothbrushes. And by just sorting everything into a container, it's no effort at all, but it looks so much more organized than having everything cluttered. I on love this. Uh, Dylan's got the next one. Yeah, the next okay. personality is life of the party. Life of the yes. party. So the name really says it all with this one. You are someone who loves to be surrounded by friends and family. Mm-hmm. You love hosting and you just always want to have people over and you want to make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would do is step up your bar cart. Okay, yeah. Mm. Chanel came over to take pictures of this because <laughs> clearly you need yeah, to I step up your bar cart. I think you to take cart. a bottle yeah. off the bottom. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so, of course, yes, of course, you have to have all of your bottles, everything ready to go for your guests, but then I also recommend grabbing a set of really pretty coupe mm. glasses. Mm. They're going to help elevate any cocktail that you mm. serve in them. It will look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I also like to engage all of the senses, so don't forget to top your bar cart off with a scented candle. Okay. Oh. Be sure to turn on some good music before your snacks. guests arrive. Absolutely. It's not just about the drinks. Mm-hmm. You have to have some snacks ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just make sure that you're creating that welcoming environment that. and your decor can communicate. And all I love of that. that it's all nice and monochromatic, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, Katie, uh, the opposite of the, the party for life of the party is yes. the, the peace seeker. Yes. So this is the peace seeker personality. Mm-hmm. So you are someone Gorgeous. who really loves to stay at home rather than go out. Mm-hmm. You love to create a space that feels calm and relaxed and so there are three things that i would recommend for this home decor personality to okay. go for texture mm-hmm. color right. and lighting okay so for texture uh you really want to look for just like soft woven throw blankets mm-hmm. plush throw pillows yeah too many pillows those. i love pillows. no i'm with team deborah on the pillows Never too many. Oh, i know I said we get too many pillows yeah, no, see this, see how much no. nicer whose phone is this I, that's mine i was taking pictures of the bar cart sorry <laughs> But honestly, honestly, though, I feel like a lot of us are both. Like, I want this in one room and this five in here. She said you could be. Okay, wait, we're out of time. Our last one. Really quickly, for people who are adventurous, right? Yes. And they have travels. How do you do that without making the house feel cluttered? Okay, so this is the adventure. And I'd say don't let all of your photos and your souvenirs from your favorite trips just sit in a box mm-hmm. in a closet somewhere. You want to curate a beautiful gallery wall or even a shelving unit that. that puts everything on display. So you can frame a um, map of one of your favorite places. Oh. Be sure to print out all those family photos. Yeah. We have a great photo here oh. of the Today Show family in Sonoma. Picture. I love this picture. You can't oh, take you it. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going to put this. So then this puts all of your favorite memories right on display. I love this. I love all of these. I love this it's pillow out. Yeah. Would you like a snack? Would you like it? <laughs> you try the nuts. They're warm. They're yeah. really good. Here's so Katie. Warm oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Coming up next, we are making dinner and drinks. A fantastic chicken dish and refreshing fruity summer mocktail for the whole family. Third hour of today comes right back. So fun. This 
morning on our Today Table series. We are soaking up the end of grilling season with some chicken pinchos, did I say it right? And fruity mocktails. Joining us is today contributor Alejandra Ramos, and she's uh, going to cook. And if you want to cook along with us, you can just scan the QR code to get all of the ingredients. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Chicken pinchos. Pinchos. Yeah, so pinchos, uh, it's a Spanish word. This is a Puerto Rican recipe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it basically means punctured. So it's a skewer. It's what we call our skewers. Very simple. Yes. So we are starting off with three pounds of chicken thighs. You want to cut them into about two inch cubes. Mm -hmm. So this is boneless, skinless. Boneless, skinless in the bag. And Mm -hmm. definitely want to do chicken thigh because it's just juicier. It's way more forgiving when you cook. I added some orange juice there and some olive oil and Mm -hmm. also some lime juice. The combo of orange and lime mimics sour oranges, Mm -hmm. which is what we use in Puerto Rico to give uh, marinade uh, flavors. And we use that on pork. We use it on everything. Mm -hmm. Is that garlic? Oh, you know it is. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever made a recipe here that wasn't a dessert without garlic? <laughs> and I'm sure you would figure out a I way to put garlic in dessert. I accept this challenge. Let's uh-huh. uh, let's work on that one. What Oregano, pepper, salt, and this is sazon. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is a very very popular, famous Puerto Rican seasoning. Mm-hmm. It's got a mix of things, but the the color comes from anato, which ah. is the it's a seed, and it's mm-hmm. also the same thing that gives like um, orange cheddar cheese the color. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's it adds doesn't add much flavor. It's all about the color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puerto Ricans love color in our food. <laughs> I do not want to see pale chicken ever. Ooh. You zip this up. Give that a little massage. How long will you keep that? So you want to do at least two hours, but Mm -hmm. preferably, preferably you want to do overnight, a day or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give it a nice long spa day. Okay. Okay. Time you're going to make this sauce. Yes. So we are doing a tropical barbecue sauce. This is pineapple juice in the pot. Mm -hmm. And then for this, we're using guava. So I love guava paste. Guava paste. Another thing Puerto Ricans put in everything. I don't think I've ever used it. It's so delicious. It's a really good. Does it come in cube? It comes in um, like a square, almost like like a a block. Like a block. Oh, or okay. sometimes around, and you cut it into the cubes, and that'll dissolve and melt yummy. in there. Uh, and then we're just going to add a little bit of um, we've got apple cider vinegar. We've got mm. some lime juice. We've got cilantro. And this is it's a lot of ingredients, but everything just goes into the mm-hmm. pan. And then you can let that simmer, let it cook, and it becomes this rich, sweet mm. kind of syrup. Tomato paste. Sauce. It's like a barbecue Tomato sauce. paste, mm. exactly. Okay. And this is the sort of thing that you see in Puerto Rico a lot. It's like what we would use in barbecue dishes, right? right? Okay. So, like, you can put this on ribs. You can put this on your burgers. You, you can got put paprika this on there? A little bit of, uh, well, there's some sason in there. This uh-huh. paprika, some smoked paprika oh, gives yeah. some of that heat, which we love. It's so, so good. So yeah. good, right? Yes. Oh, so I'm like two for two today. Two for two. I like, love it. Did you do this with any meat? <laughs> yes. So, this is chicken thighs. We love. You want a nice fatty cut of meat. So, okay. something nice. like pork. But I have vegetarian friends who love making mushroom pinchos. Mm. Okay. Uh, tofu. Anything that can... Shrimp would be great. You could cook it less. But anything that would take... yeah, that you can grill, basically. Anything you can put you, on a stick and grill. So will you cook this down, <laughs> Alejandro? Yeah, so we're going to just let this come to a boil. You let it cook down. It doesn't take very long. Mm. It's less than an hour, and you get this beautiful, rich oh, look sauce. Yeah. Look how gorgeous that is. Oh, it's wow. so yummy. It's, it's really um, good. sweet, savory, mm-hmm. salty, not super spicy, mm-hmm. because right. Puerto Rican food is not spicy. Right. We like flavor. Yes, mm-hmm. savory. Do you put it's that on after these have cooked through? Yes, so okay. what you do, this is just the marinade that we did over there. This goes on to the grill. And you're going to cook that right until it's all the way mm-hmm. cooked through. Once it's cooked, 
That is when you brush right. it with okay. the salt. Otherwise, it would burn. Oh. Exactly. Right. You want the chicken. Yes. It'll burn. It'll burn. The sugars in it would, yes. would caramelize. So you want to cook the chicken fully first. Mm -hmm. right. Then you finish it off with the sauce. This is so and good. And you got to have something yeah. to drink oh with it. Okay, Whatever so that, your is, mocktail? Yes, so good. good. Amazing. Yeah. So this is, yeah, a summer oh, wow. stone fruit mocktail. Wow. Uh, like a little bit of a spritzer. And it's basically, we're making a puree. We've got some lime juice in there, some peaches, some the peaches right in here. Yeah, because what we're going to do is and don't even take the peel off. You don't need to. All right. Okay. And then this just gets pureed into a nice uh, little bit of a Yes, you pitted there the we go. There we go. Yes. You broke our blender. Leave, leave the peel. Broke. Take oh, the, get rid of the pit. It's really that's good. nice. And then you just blend it with uh, some seltzer. We're just using plain here, here. You can use the flavored right. seltzer. What would be the alcohol to add to this? I would do this. Would. I would. Do, I would. You could do. But what you could do is you can macerate the, the peaches in some brandy or some rum oh. first. First. And then puree them. And then instead of the seltzer, you can use like a sparkling wine yeah, or a rosé. Prosecco would be lovely. That way you get the fizz. This is so delicious. A complete meal. And you so can buy good. all the ingredients for this recipe by scanning the QR code or head to today.com slash today table. We should mention today earns a commission from purchases through the QR code or links on today.com. So good. We come right back on the third hour of today. Mm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Uh -huh. Yay? Wins? Wins all around? <laughs> this is the way we're going to end the show now. Every day. Tomorrow we're all going to get you help organize and back into that school routine. Put in Jenna coming up next. We want more harmonica. Hey. Hey.